0: It's time for heard it here with Swanee on 7:40 the Fan, presented by Twin Peaks, your local sports lodge. Come in for free, made from scratch food, signature 29 degree draft beers, and all the scenic views. I'm just gonna pause while you start drooling. And brought to you by Peterman Seeds of Holly and Smith Motors of Wapaton. Now your host of the show, Josh Swanson. As the sun rises in the Tucson Desert and the heat topping a hundred degrees. Today there's a cold front and a storm brewing, rolling into Wildcat Country as the Bison look to take down the pack 12 Wildcats after dark. This is heard it here with Swanee on 740. AM, the fan, and the FBS game is finally here. After six years of waiting, after COVID in 2020 caused that big showdown at Autzen Stadium where the Bison were to play Oregon to be canceled, the Bison finally have an FBS game. And it's big for a lot of reasons. The, The casual fan... Might say it's Arizona. The Bison have went into Kinnick Stadium, and they've beaten Iowa 23-21 back in 16. They went into Snyder Family Football Stadium in 2013, knocked off defending Big 12 champ Kansas State 24-21. And Arizona, lowly Arizona from the Pac-12, one of the worst teams in the FBS Last season with only a single win. They are much improved in year two opening the season with an impressive win against San Diego State. That game they won at San Diego State, who's who's typically a pretty decent Mountain West team. They beat them, they handled them 38 to 20. Last week, the Wildcats were handled. against Mississippi State, and now the Bison roll into town. Anytime you play an FBS team, you want to win that football game. There's a lot of players from North Dakota State that have a chip on their shoulder feeling they were overlooked. It's an opportunity for those players in coaches to put themselves on the same stage as a Pac-12 Power Five opponent and get a win, and the Bison are favored. How about that? How many times in history has an FCS team ever walked into an FBS game, let alone a game against a Power Five opponent? Power Five being the Big Ten, Big Twelve, SEC, ACC, and Pac twelve walked in to someone else's house, a Pac twelve team, or any. Power 5 team and been a favorite. Folks will be surprised if North Dakota State doesn't win this football game. And the Bison got a lot to prove. They weren't... It's hard to say that. You don't want to nitpick coming off the heels of a 56-14 win against Drake, a 43-3 win against North Carolina A&T. The Bison did not play their sharpest football. It's not a real good... The wins are great, and, and I, that's that's what Bison fans do. We complain when you win your first two games by a combined score of uh, ninety nine to seventeen. But if you've listened to the coach and some of the other coaches and the players and the press conferences following those games and in in the week between them, you know that they want to play better. They don't feel like they've played their best football. I think they've got something up their sleeve tonight. I think they've played it close to the vest. I think you're going to see a lot more from this Bison Bison team. And what I do like about this NDSU unit, program, squad, they have been explosive. They've got defensive touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. After going four years without a defensive touchdown, in the opening two games, they scored a touchdown on defense. They've scored a touchdown, multiple touchdowns on special teams by blocking a field goal, and then they've got a punt return, fumble recoveries for touchdowns, and, of course, you got some big plays. Uh, let me just roll them off. Kobe Johnson, 23-yard touchdown run against Drake. Gindorf, 24-yard touchdown pass against Drake. Cole Payton, 26-yard touchdown run against North Carolina A&T. Zach Mathis with a pair of touchdown receptions, and each game, 31 yards Versus Drake, 40 yards versus North Carolina a You have Kobe Johnson, who had a 42-yard touchdown. Against North Carolina a you had Hunter Lipke, who had a 47-yard touchdown. Against Drake, you have Kobe Johnson. Well, they weren't touchdowns. It was like Johnson's were kick returns, but that still sets you up a positive plus field position. So you have that explosiveness, and I like that. What guy is missing from that? Phoenix Sproles. I think we're going to see a big play. Mark it down. I think we're going to see a big play on some sort of jet sweep, bubble screen type thing like the Bison did against South Dakota late in the regular season at the Fargo Dome in November 2021. I think we see something like that from Sproles tonight. I think we see some stuff where where we saw a little bit last week to, to give the Wildcats a flavor of what the bison are cooking in some desert heat. Some jalapenos and habaneros with Cole Payton and Cam Miller on the field at the same time. I think you're going to see some sort of double pass kind of trickery where Miller goes to Payton and Payton goes downfield and finds Lipke, Gindor for Sproles or Mathis. For a huge touchdown. So I'm excited to see this Bison offense. But make no mistake. This game is going to come down to North Dakota State. Doing what North Dakota State does. And that's running the rock. That's pounding the football. I was telling my uh, my father and mother-in-law, Alan Bonney. They're in town this weekend. How about this? I got it made. I'm sitting at a radio station drinking coffee. And uh, my father-in-law, Libby, decides. We, we see this outdoor patio set did shields earlier this year and they wouldn't swap out the chairs for us we asked hey we we don't like the two kind of captain's chairs we just want two of the the normal chairs in the bench can we do that they said unfortunately no we can't so what does libby do she goes online and she finds the same table for for like two thousand dollars cheaper what comes in that 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 money we're saving assembly required who is not good at assembly required? The guy talking into the microphone this morning. So while I drink my coffee this morning, I'm leaving the garage in West Fargo, getting ready for game day. Got my Bison gear on, got my new Bison hat, my new Bison hoodie. Going to be a little chilly today in the North Country. One of the chairs is already put together, so I text Libby like Al gets as many Sandy's donuts as he he's king of the weekend, right? He, whatever he wants, he gets, period. He wants to do something, it's an AL day, we're going to do it. So uh, Libby texts me, and he's already got several of the chairs put together, which is awesome. And I do appreciate that, because as I said, I'm not an assembly required kind of guy. I should be. I grew up in Maddox, North Dakota. You think those wacky folks bring raccoons into bars. That's my hometown, Raccoon City up in Benson County, where the cops are busting down doors looking for raccoons. Aunt Cindy, one of Ma Swanee's best friends, she's the uh, bar manager who uh, who's quoted in all the papers, right? So uh, I, I digress. I was telling my in-laws last night at the Swanee Ponderosa, this game tonight at 10 p.m., Fox Sports FS1. That the Bison are going to come in and look to punch Arizona, a Pac 12 team, right in the kisser. They're going to punch him. It's going to be physical, man on man, smash mouth football the way God intended it to be. None of this. Five receivers, oop de oop. What is it? One, two, three, five, five receivers? Arizona's, Arizona's going to look to sling it with uh, Delora, their quarterback. Threw the ball something like 60 times against Mississippi State last weekend. The Bison are going to come in, and it's going to be a steady diet of Hunter Lipke, Kobe Johnson, Tamaric Williams, Jalen Bussey. If there's a Bison running back on that trip, they are going to go right at Arizona. T.K. Marshall, you're going to see the tight ends in there. You're going to see the, the 22 personnel, which means two tight ends and two running backs, and throw in a, a fullback. You might see two fullbacks on a lot of plays, and the Bison are going to line up and go right at Arizona. How many times do you see an FCS team or any team in college football go onto the road in a Power 5 environment and do that? That is the bread and butter. I don't Arizona doesn't see that. Right, The Pac-12 is a slinging and a wheeling and dealing league. They throw the football, and they throw the football a lot heading into the contest tonight. Arizona only, and I'm not saying this to be facetious or snarky, they only, if you're a Pac-12 Power 5 team, to only rush for a buck 62 against a Mountain West team in San Diego State week one, in week two, they lost Arizona 39-17. They only rushed for 40 yards against Mississippi State. That's 1.8 yards per carry if you're scoring at home. Where is this Bison's strength? It's at the line of scrimmage. 45 times they passed against uh, Mississippi State. I think I said 50, but that's a lot, that's a lot anyways. Throwing the ball 45 times. Jaden DeLora, three interceptions, two sacks against Mississippi State. He's a dual-threat guy. He can run. The Bison defensive ends are going to have to to maintain, play contain, not let him break the cup as the coach speak goes, which means you can't let that guy run around and get outside the tackles and start running. The Bison have seen those kind of quarterbacks, though, in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, whether it's the dudes from South Dakota State, Gronowski, and all the other guys they've had throughout the years, dual threat guys. UNI's had dual threat guys. Uh, Jason Shelley down at uh, Missouri State, dual threat guy. NDSU has played dual threat guys a lot, right? The, the cat from Eastern Washington who came into the Fargo Dome and absolutely got demolished in, in the playoffs in spring of 2020. The Bison are going to know how to defend and scheme that. It would surprise me to see Delora, their touted transferred quarterback, be running around and making a bunch of plays with his feet. I think North Dakota State's going to say, this dude has thrown four interceptions in two games. If you want to go down the field on us, go after that secondary. The best secondary in the FCS. One of the best secondaries the Bison have ever had. If you think you're going to score on code green, Arizona, throw the ball. We dare you. I think that's what North Dakota State's going to say. I think Arizona's going to want to try to establish the run to set some tone early. I think North Dakota State's going to say, nah, mm-mm, no, guys, we'll, we'll we'll stack that box. We'll put our corners on some island. We might have those safeties and kind of a too deep two deep uh, help cover, two, which is North Dakota State, their bread and habita. But I think North Dakota State is going to try to make Arizona throw the football. And I think the Bison are going to line up, and I think they're going to go right after the Wildcats, This game is going to come down to the line of scrimmage. If NDSU can run the football and establish the line, they'll win the football game. If NDSU gets into a track meet sort of game, if Arizona starts throwing it and their skill kids start taking the top off that Bison defense, that's not the game North Dakota State wants. North Dakota State wants to control the ball for 33, 35, 38 minutes of this football game. How do they do that? They do it by running the ball. They do it by punching you in the mouth with the Rams and coming at you and coming at you and coming at you and coming at you, coming at you some more. That wears down a defense. And I know Arizona's not North Carolina a I know they're not Drake. They are not used to getting punched. I don't care if they're a Pac-12 team. That's not a league where a team lines up and runs the ball 45 times per contest. That's not a league where guys fire off that line of scrimmage and they want to bury you. North Dakota State is going to do exactly that. And they're going to look to wear down Arizona at their own place in the desert when it's, what, 85 degrees at kickoff? Arizona is going to be the team, if it's up to North Dakota State, cramping up, getting tired, and laying on the field in the second half. Don't believe me? Go look at what happened at Iowa in 2016. North Dakota State outrushed the Hawkeyes, the bleeping Iowa Hawkeyes at Kinnick Stadium, who were ranked number 13 in the country at the time. And I know, different team six years ago. I get that. You know what's not different? The mentality, the game plan, what this Bison team wants to do. Jim Kramer is still there, the general, General Kramer. He helped put that together in 2016, where North Dakota State wasn't the team getting tired and wearing down in the fourth quarter. In Kinnick, the Bison outrushed the Hawkeyes 200 and boy, where 240 yards to to 39 yards, a Big Ten team and a Big Ten team that prides itself on running the football. The Bison did that at Kinnick Stadium, to Iowa. You will never forget Bison Nation. We had Brock Jensen on here a few weeks ago, the the legend, the icon. The drive against Kansas State 2013 in the fourth quarter. It was Brock Jensen and that Bison offense carrying K-State linemen on their backs to the tune of five yards a pop, seven yards a pop, 60 yards a pop by Sam Ujuri. Kansas State was the team wearing down in the heat in Manhattan. So any idea that the Bison might – you're going to hear it from the announcers. That, that's, that's the contest. That's the drinking game if you're into that sort of thing. Anytime one of these FS1 announcers says something stupid, like, oh, this North Dakota State team being, being from up north in Fargo, uh, this heat could become a factor. It might wear them down. Drink. Drink one. But be careful because you might have a lot because they're going to say something stupid like that all game. And then come the third or fourth quarter, they're going to say, oh, these Bison, can they, can they hang on? Can they hold up in the heat against a Pac-12 team? Because we're FS1 announcers and we haven't read a game note or anything and we don't know what we're talking about. And it's the Bison that are going to be making pancakes and these Arizona dudes are going to be laying on the turf and they'll say, oh, you just you just don't see that. You don't see a, an FCS team come, come into a FBS program, much alone a Power 5, and, and they're the ones inflicting the pain. If you take a look, 2010, Bison 6-3 over Kansas, the physical aggressors. 2011, going into Minnesota. The Bison win, establish and own the line of scrimmage, 37-24. Colorado State, 2012. The Bison, what they do, they do what the Bison do. They own the line of scrimmage, 22-7. Kansas State, 24-21. 2013. 2014, Iowa State, 34-14, owning the line of scrimmage. Chase Morlock, punching you. Johnny Crockett, punching you. Carson Wentz, jumping over you. Iowa 2016, 23-21 heard. That was done. That 6-0 resume was put together in those games by stout defensive performances. The most points any one of those six FBS teams scored, 24. And that was Minnesota in 2011. The Bison only gave up three to Kansas, only gave up 24 to Minnesota in 2011, only gave up seven to Colorado State, only gave up 21 to K-State, only gave up 14 to Iowa State, and 21 to Iowa. That's where the Bison want to be, that sort of game, where they keep the opposing team's offense off the field by punching and a-grinding. They don't want a track meet. They want an old-fashioned North Dakota State brawl. We're going to the desert to punch you in the mouth. This is it Here with Swanee on 7.0. 40 a.m. the fan brought to you by Twin Peaks, your local sports lodge coming for made from scratch food, signature 29 draft beers and all the scenic views and longtime friends and sponsors of the show. Peterman seeds, of Holly and Smith motors in Wahpeton coming up after the break. I will tell you why this FBS game matters just as much as those showdowns in Iowa and Kansas state did As college game day is on the TVs and the studios at Appalachian state. It relates to, all in ties together, we'll tell you how next on Heard It Here. Rise and shine, the Nation, as you ease into a Saturday morning with the silky smooth tunes of Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan brought to you by Twin Peaks. I want to thank Josh Linus for running the boards and keeping the train on the track this morning. Busy day, really busy day across Missouri Valley football conference starting at 11 a.m. Youngstown State is at number 10 top 10 ranked FBS opponent Kentucky they had a real nice win against Florida at the Swamp last week Kentucky did Southern Illinois is at Northwestern at 11 as well Montana is going to Teradice and Terre Haute home of a U.S. federal penitentiary where they keep raccoon offenders Montana At Indiana State, noon kick, Cal Poly's at USD. USD switched up. Nielsen, their head coach, has taken over their offensive coordinator duties after a real dismal offensive performance in their first two games. The Grizz are going to Terre Haute. That's a noon kick, Cal Poly at South Dakota, 1 p.m. A lot of Valley versus Big Sky. Games U N D is at Northern Arizona at three. Southern Utah is at Western Illinois. Uh, Western Illinois at three. Sac State Sacramento State is at Northern Iowa. Four o'clock kick. Missouri State. That's an interesting game. Arkansas is really good this year. Out of the SEC, Missouri State is going to Arkansas. That's a six p.m. kick. Butler in Brookings to play South Dakota State at six. Eastern Illinois. At Illinois State, 6.30, and the Bison got the nightcap against Arizona. And the timing of the game, the time that game kicks off, 10 p.m., matters. It's important because at 10 o'clock at night, there are not a lot of college football games on. And this is sort of a sexy, intriguing matchup, as it were, because you'll have, if you're watching game day right now, we got it on in the studio. We watch it every Saturday morning at our house before we go up to tailgating as well. They're in Boone, North Carolina at Appalachian State after Appalachian won at Texas A&M last Saturday. It's a Sun Belt a la Fun Belt matchup. That's the same league James Madison moved to. That's where game day is at this morning. Now, North Dakota State, all the game day, folks. Kirk Herb Street, the, the trusted, the most. He's like the Walter Cronkite now of America. Herb Street was calling... Prime football, Thursday night, Amazon Prime, Chiefs and the Chargers. Then he does ABC ESPN's primetime college football game of the week on Saturday nights. All of those guys, you're going to have Desmond Howard. You're going to have Herb Street, Reese Davis, Brian, uh, uh, David Pollock, all of them. Tonight, they're going to be locked in and watching this Bison game. Because that's what they do. They do all day long. If you read Kirk Herbstreit's book that came out this last year, I think it's called Outside the Pocket. I read it over the summer. Wonder, wonderful, wonderful book, by the way. That's what those guys do after games. They get on their big bus or wherever they're at. They have a couple cocktails, some barley pops. They decompress and they watch the games. So the college football power brokers, whether it's a Herbstreit or a Gene Taylor, a Gary Barta, whoever. They're going to be watching Nebraska. You bet. You bet you, Trev Elberts and the Nebraska folks, they're going to be watching this Bison game. I'm not saying that Matt Ants is on any sort of short list. But there's a lot of interest in what North Dakota State is doing, how it's built its program, and the fact they're going into a Pac-12 team as a favorite. America can't get enough of the Bison. They love the Bison. And if the Bison go down and do what the Bison do, You know what you're going to hear tomorrow during the NFL shows or the NFL games? When Carson Wentz is playing at Detroit and makes a throw, his Bison alma mater, Carson Wentz, his Bison beat Arizona last night in the desert. Cue cue a clip of that. You know what you're going to hear when Trey Lance is wheeling and dealing against Seattle tomorrow afternoon? If the Bison win, you're going to hear that on an NFL broadcast, and they're going to keep talking about it and showing Bison stuff in highlights. You can't. By that sort of publicity and exposure, it generates headlines. It's great for recruiting. And, oh, the FBS talk. If we were, I'm an FBSer, period. I'm a BSer, and I'm an FBSer. And if the bison drop to Arizona, that's going to pour cold water on my party, on Mike McFeely's party, on Dom Izzo's party, anyone that wants the bison to go to FBS, those FCS truthers out there, are going to say, you could even beat a crappy Arizona team in the desert. And what do we say? Well, they're better this year. They're not as crappy. We gave them a run. There's no such thing as Pyrrhic moral victories when it comes to North Dakota State football. So it's a big game in that respect. And you can bet when Christian Watson, tough break for that guy. I'm a big Vikings fan. Skull Vikings picked up a... Uh, I think I'm all right saying this because Libby, in this week's installment of My Wife Doesn't Listen to My Radio Show Radio, I went to Shields, as I mentioned yesterday, picked up a, a Justin Jefferson Vikings jersey. Man, I'm feeling it. This year's Super Bowl or bus for school, I like think we're going to head down. Uh, Bro Swanee, Pa Swanee, and I, I don't know if Dad, I don't know if you've told Mom about this, the fact that you're thinking about going to the Vikings game. Mom, Dad, Dad said he's got to bring you. He can't go solo and tear it up with the boys in Minneapolis when the Vikings play Detroit. So, Dad, if you haven't told Mom yet, you're welcome. You can have that discussion after the show about going to the uh, game against Detroit. The Packers, Christian Watson against the Vikes. Oh, man, that was painful. Dropping that touchdown pass, Christian. Looking for redemption against the Bears if the Bison win, even if the Bison Bison win on, on Watson's first catch against the Bears Sunday night football tomorrow night. You know what they're gonna say? Oh, it's the rookie big catch Sunday Night Football. Of course, he had that drop against the Vikings last week, and he's a proud bison today because his herd, his alma mater, went down into the desert and beat Arizona 31 to 17 last night. A win gets you that sort of publicity. Why did why did College Game Day go to Fargo in twenty thirteen? Because the bison are coming off two straight FCS titles and they just beat K State. Now I'm not don't confuse what I'm saying. Not saying that game day because they're in Boone right now. They're coming to Fargo later this year. It's not what I'm saying. But beating Arizona, Pac-12 team, to improve to seven and zero in your last FBS games, that gets people talking. That feeds the beast. That increases the click stuff and online exposure and people writing checks and taking interest in this program. And it also gets the attention of a guy named Craig. I think it's. Yeah, what's his name? Craig uh, Craig Thompson. We'll get his name over the break. The commissioner, I wrote about him in my Bison Illustrated column this uh, past month. The commissioner of the Mountain West Football Conference. If Boise State and San Diego State jump to the Pac-12, if USC and UCLA go to the Big Ten, the Mountain West, it's trickled down economics and college football as the conferences. If that happens and the Mountain West is looking for teams, it sure don't hurt. For North Dakota State to go down and get a dub in Tucson against the Pac-12 team tonight. This is Heard It Here with Swanee on 7.40 a.m. The fan coming up, we'll get into some specifics of the matchup and who from North Dakota State is poised to have the big game tonight. Next on Heard It Here. Stay hydrated, Bison Nation, whether you're in Tucson or Fargo or Frisco or all points in between. This is heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM. The Fan brought to you by Peterman Seeds, of Holly and Smith Motors in Wahpeton. It's a 10 p.m. kick. It was a long day. It's an, it's a, <laughs> the older I get after topping the big 4 last spring, Maverick turns three coming up, number two on the way. Man, 10 o'clock is past my bedtime. Trying to stay up that late. Usually I'm cashed by about 9.30 laying in bed reading a book. I got to somehow stay awake. I, can't, I used to be able with with, uh, with the, the Pat Thiels and Palcheski's and Jared Slindys of the world and, of course, Brother Swans. We could shut down any bar. Name the time, place, destination. We could do it. Now come 10 o'clock. I am cashed and ready to go to bed because I am so tired. I got to get a nap this afternoon, get my old man nap, get plenty of coffee, going in the system, and and pace. It's all about pace today while watching the afternoon games. Got to make sure that come 10 p.m. by a nation, you're ready to rock and roll. Interesting tweet from last night. Ryan Kellipier, Mr. Kellipier, is the digital editorial manager for the PAC- conference He's a University of Arizona grad. He tweets last night, and I quote, "Kind of impressive how many North Dakota State fans are out and about on university tonight. Sure doesn't feel like Arizona is playing an FCS team tomorrow." Well, that's a very astute observation, Mr. Kellerpiyer, because you are not. North Dakota State is FCS in name only. You're playing a team that's coming into your place and is probably going to have ten to 12,000 fans. I will tell you this, Bison Nation, with so curious Bear Grendel, a good friend of the Swans, saw him and uh, his lovely Lady Mary up in Madoc for the Renaissance Festival last weekend. We were not responsible for any raccoon carnage. We did not bring any raccoons. Dwight Lear, former uh, football coach for Bear, myself, Brother Swan, and a, and a whole host of other Maddox guys, we're, we, we might have done some dumb things in our day, but we would never have brought a live raccoon into a bar, God bless it. Oh, seeing that story at Harriman, saw, saw a bunch of folks, Dwight Penny, uh, Slaters, yeah, a bunch of, bunch of really good Maddox folks at the Renaissance Festival, and we had a great time. At Harriman's, Jim, the owner, does such a great job with, with that establishment. The Bobcat, it's the Bobcat Bar at Harriman's. It's not the Raccoon Bar. They're two separate bars. The Maddock Bar Club, the MBC, is a different establishment. I can tell you that there were no raccoons at Harriman's or the Bobcat Bar. But going back to Mr. Calipire, every college football game you're going to watch this weekend, take a look at the away team. If you watched Florida State and Louisville last night, if you're watching Miami going to Texas A&M today, any football game, I don't care who's playing or where they're playing, not a single team, not a single away team, and, I, and this isn't hyperbole, this is, this is the truth, not a single away team anywhere else in college football will have as many fans at their game this weekend as North Dakota State. That is a hundred percent true. Whether that's SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, whatever, Sunbelt conference. Take a look at the crowd tonight. You're going to see at least ten thousand Bison fans as you are flipping through. If you watch college football all day like that, it's one of my things. I love it doing doing projects throughout the house when the Bison are on the road. If we're not on the uh, not going to the away game and we're watching in Fargo. We have game day on, and then we've got games on every TV in the house throughout the day. Not a single away team will have as many fans at their game as the Bison will tonight. The Bison are not going to be intimidated by playing on such a stage in a stadium that seats 50,000. They will embrace it. They're going to love it. I expect the Bison will get out to a much, much faster start than they did against Drake and North Carolina A&T. Because I think they're going to be all sorts of amped up. And I think one of those guys to have a big game has been kind of quiet. been kind of sneaky quiet. And I don't know if that's because the Bison have been uh, playing it a little close to the vest with respect to the playbook. And why wouldn't you? Hunter Lipke has seven rushing attempts through two games. Two touchdowns on the ground, another one through the air. By air, by land, by sea, Hunter Lipke will deliver for you. There's an NAIL deal right there. He will have more than seven attempts in the first half tonight. Phoenix Sproles has been real sneaky quiet. Jalen Bussey, kind of sneaky quiet. I wonder if we don't see the Bison wanting to get the ball into those playmakers, those home run hitters' hands early. Zach Mathis is a guy. He's been impressive. He's he's a tall, tall dude. Both of his catches have gone for touchdowns. He's a guy, as he starts getting more confidence and that rapport and relationship with Cam Miller develops through the course of the season, I think he's going to be an emerging dude for the Bison. He's a big red zone threat. He's a guy that's long. He's fast. He can stretch the field. Gindorf and those tight ends, or something else. The, the Pac-12 likes to spread you out 4-5 wide. They don't see these pro-style tight ends. And I go back to a semifinal game against Sam Houston State. I think it was Easton Sticks. Um, boy, it must have been his jun- junior year. Believe, yeah, it was his junior year because his senior year, uh, Easton just demolished South Dakota State in the semis at the Dome. So his junior year, we're playing Sam Houston. And that's the game the Bison won like 56-6 to, to six or 14 or something like that. The linebackers for Sam Houston that game didn't know where their heads were spinning. Their eyes were all over the place because they weren't used to having to watch a running back and a fullback and all these tight ends come across the formation, running across the defense. Who's responsible for them? Where are they going? Who's got the running back? Who's got the fullback? They've got three tight ends stacked up on this play. Who's got who? They don't see that in the Pac-12 and NDSU, and their coach they're 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 a lot better this year. And, and it's the buys that need to play well to win. Make no mistake. This is not a layup. This is not a cupcake. Arizona has some dudes. They've got some skill kids that are very, very good. NDSU needs to play well to win. But this brand, this type of football, look for those tight ends to make some plays. Look for them to to come across and, and maybe be open, maybe come down the seam. Maybe Arizona gets lulled to sleep because they're mashing and they're bashing and they're blocking, and that happens. It lulls you to sleep. 9, 10, 12 plays in a row. The Bison are coming at you with that power run game, and all of a sudden that tight end or that H-back tucked in behind the line of scrimmage kind of delays Does the 1-2 kind of blocking, and then he releases when he comes down the seam or that little wheel route that Hunter Lepke scored two touchdowns with against James Madison runs that wheel down the sideline, and ain't nobody there to pick him up. I think those are the kind of guys – that are going to have big games for North Dakota State tonight. I think there's some explosive plays there to be had. And you don't hear that in college football, brothers and sisters. When you're talking explosive plays, you hear about stretching the field, taking the top off of defense. North Dakota State's explosive plays. Here comes our bulldozing fullback H-back running back house of terror. Hunter Lepke, number 44, explosive. Here comes Noah Gindorf. Here come these big tight ends. There's just a lot of playmakers on this Bison offense. Sproles is a guy, man. I, got, I think about these games. You read through the game notes, and you, and you watch the other team play, and, of course, you watch the Bison. You kind of you try to take it all in, and there's nothing you can, There's nothing analytically. You can't put your number on any sort of stat. You just kind of get this feeling. You say, man, where is Sproles at? What are they doing? I would say dimes to dollars. They got something cooked up for Phoenix that they're going to unleash tonight. I say dimes to dollars. You're going to see something with Hunter Lipke. You're going to see a lot of the stuff you see with 44 week to week. He's going to do what he does. They're going to, they're going to find some way to, to maybe leak him out of the backfield, use some misdirection, get those eyes moving, get the defense confused, get him just to <clears throat> hesitate that brief second. And before you know it, somebody's gone. Cole Payton, I loved what they did. And, Coach, I, I said that to Libby when we were in Maddox watching the game. In fact, no, I said it to Paswani. He's got the garage Mahal dad. Some people build, you know, retirement places in Arizona, a lot of snowbirds down there, they get lake places. My parents built a, a giant like 8-stall garage with a huge man cave and bar and fridge and guest room and master bath and giant TVs and dad's office. They built a, a giant addition, a garage, bar, office, workspace. So that's where dad and I uh, watched the games last weekend. And the stuff they were doing with Cole Payton when they had him in the game the same time as Cam, he had the big touchdown run. Um, They're going to look to pop one tonight because Arizona's going to see all the tape and they're going to say anytime 15 Cole Payton is in, he's not throwing it deep. He's running the ball. Even when he's in under center taking snap, he's not stretching the field. They're going to take a shot. I think tonight, whether it's with Sproles or Mathis or or maybe delaying a tight end, well, they're not going to delay a tight end. They're going to look to get someone down the field on a, on, on a five-step, and Cole Payton's going to unleash one. It's going to be like a play fake. They'll set it up, but I think Cole Payton is going to go down the field and connect on a home run ball. And I, and I think that they're going to have to find a way to defend it, and Coach Entz alluded to it at the postgame press conference, saying they wanted to put stuff, or maybe it was his press conference on Monday, they wanted to put stuff on tape so Arizona has to waste time, just not waste time, spend time Scheming for it and planning for it. And you can bet these are smart coaches. Now, people talk about North Dakota State, A gap power, which means they're basically running the ball down your throat. A gap power, running at you, running at you. Physical football team, power football team. Look how they abused and out coached James Madison in the semifinals last year. Leaking Hunter Lipke out of the backfield for those touchdowns. How they set that up? They're a power football team, but as a defense, you get so used and committed to defending that run, 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 and you get hypnosis and you fall asleep a little bit and you're not expecting the Bison. There's a play fake. There goes Mathis down the field. Peyton unleashes it. Touch. They're not expecting that. They haven't seen it on tape. We're going to see it tonight, I think. I think we're going to see it on tape. The Bison coaching staff has been together so long and they do such a good job planning for every single game, whether it's dealing with the heat down in Arizona or wherever we play, or whether it's putting together a game plan where you you put in these different plays and packages for specific matchups. They coach at a high FBS level. It's why Chris Kleiman at Kansas State is on the, the extreme shortlist for the Nebraska job. And what Chris Kleiman is doing at Kansas State is the exact same thing Chris Kleiman learned to do and did in North Dakota State. He didn't, re- he didn't reinvent the wheel. Coach Kleiman is doing at K-State what he did at NDSU. Coach Entz, that's what he does at NDSU, and he has his own style and flavor and done an absolutely outstanding job. But I think too many people get this impression that North Dakota State just comes in there, plays bully ball, and bosses year-round. They out-coach teams. They out-scheme teams, and they put in stuff where when they're going to connect on a pass, it's big. Those touchdowns, are you kidding me? Those touchdowns to Mathis the first week on that little kind of flare out bubble and the one this past week where they just, you know, he went flying down the field just saying it was right off that seam on the right side, going away from the student section, and Miller dialed it up and hit him perfectly. Hunter Lipke running out of the backfield, snaring that touchdown catch. That's getting out-coached. That's outworking working your opponent as a coaching staff and putting stuff in, and I think we're going to. See some more of that tonight. Game day predictions. We're wrapping it up here on a Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us on 740 AM the Fan. When we come back with segment quattro unheard it here, we're gonna do our game day predictions and see how crazy Brother Swan is gonna get from the pulpit this morning on seven forty the fan. Safer than playing the stock market, friends. Every uh, morning driving into work, listening to Bloomberg on uh, Sirius XM one one nine, I I get to hear with the inflation report coming coming out how bad of a beating I'm taking in the uh, stock market. In, in all of my plans, this is safer. You, you'd be much if you listen to me and make the bets accordingly. You will, you know, a disclaimer as the lawyer. This this is not investment advice. I'm not a financial planner. I'm not an investment guy. I'm not a tax guy. I'm not giving you legal or financial advice. So with that caveat, you're you're more likely to to make some cash with your friend brother Swan here than if you'd uh, put it in the market this year, because that's what kind of beaten has been. Going down, but you can take to the bank that the Bison will win this football game. I'm confident. I'm not. I don't want to come across as brash and, and cocky that much, but I think I'm an old school football guy. In in games are won in the trenches, whether that's in the NFL or high school football. If your team's offensive and defensive lines play better, you will win the majority of the time. And I think that's where the difference to all the talk about. Uh, Jaden Delora this week, Arizona's dual threat, flashy pants quarterback. Five TDs to four picks on the season. Give me Cam Miller, who takes care of the football, he's 13-21 for four touchdowns. That is stupid efficient. Of his 13 completions, four touchdowns, using my Madoc, Rocky the Raccoon math, that means 25% of the time when he's completing the pass, it's a touchdown. And I read some of the numbers earlier. We're not talking about some five-yard play field fake naked bootleg rollout, finding the tight end in the end zone. You're talking about some big-time touchdown passes, like the two to Mathis. Give me Cam Miller, who's going to run this Bison offense with the poise and efficiency of a skilled surgeon with steady hands over Jaden Delora. I think Delora, I think the Bison secondary is going to rise to the occasion. Now, he might throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. He might have 260, 280 yards throwing, but I bet the Bison are going to tally up at least three picks. It's what they do. They're smart. And if you got a quarterback running around like a chicken with his head cut off, I think the Bison have an advantage there. Now, is it a concern that they lost Eli Mostart, went down with an injury? Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you lose a player of that caliber, it is. The Bison have some depth on that defensive front, and they've got a really, really good secondary. All right? And I think offensively, the Rams are going to want to take control of this football game. I think Hunter Lipke is going to have, uh, oh, let's say 18 18 carries, a buck 54, buck 70 kind of game. Let's give him three touchdowns. Let's give him three touchdowns. Two on the ground. I think they find a way to get, get one through the air to him. I think he has a big day. I think another Bison running back is going to pop a big one, too, and have a nice day. If the Bison run the ball for more than 200 yards, they win this football game. Because if they can do that, they're going to control the line of scrimmage. They're going to control the time of possession. In their first two games against San Diego and Mississippi State, Arizona, 27, almost 28 minutes of possession a game, their opponents, 32. Now, North Dakota State is underwater big time on that, but well, that's a product of, of leading 35, 42, whatever at halftime, putting in the number twos and threes, and the other team just goes up and down the field. They're not scoring. Well, that's a product of of what that's from. I expect uh, another Bison running back, whether it's uh, a Colby Johnson, a Jalen Bussey, a Tamaric Williams, a T.K. Marshall, somebody else can have a big game running the ball for North Dakota State. I think the I think the Bison hit you know against Iowa they had 239 rushing yards. I know I know that that was six years ago. I think it's relevant because I one I don't think Arizona's defense is as good, and I think this Bison offense in 2020 is much more diverse, they're much more explosive, and they're much more multifaceted than NDSU's offense was in 2016. I think there's a lot for Arizona to have to defend. But I think at the end of the day, it's as simple as the Bison lining up and trying to run the ball 45 times. And I think they're going to do it. I think I think they get around, let's call it 270. I like think NDSU pops about 270 on the ground rushing. And I think this game, the Bison, the Bison as much as we talk about home run plays and explosive offense, I think the Bison want to keep Delora and the Wildcat offense off the field and on the sideline, and the way they do that is by going 10 plays, 80 yards, seven and a half minutes, 8 minutes, and you wear them down, and you wear them down, and you punch them in the mouth, and you punch them in the mouth, and you saw it. And I don't care if you're playing North Carolina A&T, Texas A&M, Florida State, Louisville, or Arizona. Guys don't like getting punched in the mouth. Sooner or later, they get tired of it. And come that third quarter and that fourth quarter, those three four-yard Lupke runs are going to start turning into 10, 12-yard, 20-yard Lupke runs. Because so those linebackers and those defensive backs, North Carolina A&T, if you go back and watch that game, one of the things that just jumped out and I said to Swane when we were watching it back in Madock and, and rewound it, is watch that one Lupke touchdown where guys just on the defensive side for A&T just got the heck out of the way. They wanted nothing to do with getting hit. Guys don't like getting hit when it's that hot and that physical and it's in the second half. To, these, are, these are college football players. I'm not saying they're soft. I'm not saying they're weak. I'm saying when it's 80 degrees and 90, on, 90 degrees you know, on the field type conditions and a team like North Dakota State just keeps punching you and beating you up physically play after play after play after play. That's why those runs, the Bison have been doing it for years. But that 6-0 FBS stuff. It's the same thing. It's the same formula. It's the identity and the pride of this football team. They want to go in there and beat up this power five opponent. And that's what they're going to do. So in the second half, Arizona is not going to want to have anything to do with getting in front of number 44. They're not going to want anything to do with getting the shoulder dropped on them by NDSU's tight ends or by TK Marshall or whoever else. That's why, I feel really good about the bison tonight and see it as a twenty I think it's tight. I think going into the half, we're looking at a you know, fourteen to, to seven, a seventeen to ten kind of football game. And I think North Dakota State in the second half, I think that's where they, they bear down on the Wildcats and they just roll them. And the herd and the offensive line takes over, and then you get that score to make it, you know, twenty four to ten. 24-14, to 14, your defense gets a stop, and then you get that touchdown or that field goal, and it's 27-31. I, I see it as that sort of football game. So I'm going to call it Bison Nation, take it to the bank. It's safer than playing the stock market. 31 Oh, boy, it sounds stupid to say you're going into a Pac-12 opponent, power five on the road, and it's only half crazy when I'm thinking 31. Let's give them 20. Let's call it 30, no, yeah, we'll say 31-20, North Dakota State. Bison, big Russian game, explosive plays, at least one, at least one huge touchdown pass in more than 50 yards. The secondary has, let's say, at least three picks. I feel that good about the Bison, 31-20. The Herd will up its mark to 7-0 and against their last seven FBS opponents. Want to thank Twin Peaks? Your local sports lodge coming for made from scratch food signature 29 draft beers and all of the scenic views. And of course, Peterman, Seeds of Holly and Smith Motors in Wapatin. If you're in Tucson, if you're in Fargo, get some rest. Stay hydrated so you can stay up and watch the late kick. It's it's gonna be another big one for the bison. And remember, the strength of the herd is the bison, and the strength of the bison is is